Yes, it is season one. Sorry, season five. We've gone back in time. Season five, episode one, episode 300. Free game show for the Giants week one. <laughs> Who would have thought? We're back at, we're actually on the verge of the start of the 2023 NFL season. Yeah, I know all, all the fantasy drafts are out of the way and I'm, I'm getting absolutely hyped. I've got my roster set, my bets placed, my pick'em's done, you know, and I'm ready to go. Pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so first of all, before we crack on, got to say... To everyone on YouTube and Facebook, Twitter, and on um, the podcast audio, Apple Podcast, Spotify, everybody that joined us, all the fellow Yukis, you know who you are that listening and joining. A massive thank you to season four. Made it the biggest season for us. Um, was ginormous. So thank you very much, guys. It was a, a fantastic season. Now we're on to season five, brand new season. Brand new team. Uh, we start the show as we do on these pregame shows with the same thing every time. So everybody at home, just comment with your answer. Just you don't have to give a, 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 a score at this stage. We we'll do that at the end after the fantasy lounge. Oh yes. Oh thank God that's back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and I did. I've had to remove the scores because it's a blank slate from last year. So congratulations to last year's champion. Um, Who won it last year? Yeah. Me? Yeah. I think it was by 1%, Paul. It was. It was. Um, Heckma finished on a donut. (laughs) That's the last we're allowed to talk about that until he's next on. And funny enough, that was the last time he was on the show. (laughs) It was. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. He came back. Oh, it did? Yeah, yeah. I must have missed that one. We didn't do a fantasy game for it. It was during the off season. Yeah, yeah. So and he did remind us. So uh, uh, yeah. there we go. Um, you know, you got to be in it to win it. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. That's Hackman. But there we go. Um, yes. So we start the show off as we do every week, and we'll do it right now. So comment with your answers. Just what are your thoughts, guys? Your feelings, your gut feeling at the moment, just on this week one matchup in MetLife Stadium. Jimmy, do you want to go first? I thought we were in the comments, though. So. It's one of them. It's first week. Like, excited that we finally have the preseason because for me, preseason is very bad. It's to get your stars through. With no injuries, so you can start with with your, your best on the roster at the ball. But also, there's going to be a lot of rust in the in the ways because, like I say, because the, these guys have played so many the stars didn't get as any reps, which I understand. So it's feeling the way back in. But also, regardless of what you think of the Giants, you know what these NFC. East games are like anybody can beat anybody. So as long as the Cowboys can get out of New York with a win, and we can get some sleep after that, because <laughs> it's one of I think we weren't at the beginning with it. 
we've only got two early kickoffs this season. Everything is even nine oh, nine twenty five. I'll have to one am. So it's yeah, it's, it's one down. Well, one less to go after this for the the. Let's stay up until the stupid hours in the morning. Yeah. As I always say on those games, um, as I, I we kick them off, I always ask, where's the coffee crew? So that's going to be enforced this weekend, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Go on, Enel. Thoughts and feelings? Yeah, I, I think I'm just ready for it to get started. Obviously, we've had a bit of trepidation this week with Tyler Smith walking off practice. Um, you know, Tyron Smith, by the way, wasn't in practice today. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't start... <laughs> That, good, good job, Graham's not on the pod today. Otherwise, it'd be all doom and gloom. But um, he was yeah. booked to come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. Obviously, we haven't seen what the starters are. We hope that you know that we, since Mike McCarthy's been here, we've started slow. Um, I think we're zero and three actually op- season openers this year, mm-hmm. or or in the Mike McCarthy era. Yeah, um, yeah. It would be it would be good to get a win this week, especially as it's against a division opponent. And I think this year the, the division's strong enough. Again, as you saw last year, that uh, everyone's going to everyone's going to count. So, mm. Polio. I'm just generally. I'm just really happy that the, the season's about to start. Like it feels like a bit of draw. Obviously, what you just kind of mentioned there about like so, the Ty- Tyler Smith and stuff like that. I'm not particular. I'm I'm still I'm still not partic- I'm not worried. It's the first game of the season, right? We need to keep that in perspective, right? And we're going up against a more stronger Giants team this year. Yes, I would say so. Because Doball was running a year two, and look who he's brought mm-hmm. in. He's brought in like Jalen Hyatt. He's brought in Darren Watt. He's brought weapons to that offense to help Daniel Jones. So. That is a more, I would say, more of a higher concern in terms of their right, uh, their receiving core and stuff like that. Like they yeah. So, so that was lacking last year, but they've definitely helped improve that this year. So, um, so there is a test for like uh, Degs and Parsons and everybody to because it is going to be more or less a completely brand new team in a way um, with all these weapons. So. Defensively for the Giants, um, when you've got like said Dexter Lawrence, etc., etc., uh, Trevor Thibodeau, um, the threat's still there. Can our offensive line hold them off? But again, this is where the whole West Coast offense comes into play. We are actually getting the ball <clears> off quicker, and we're utilizing our wide receivers that we never had done before. So it's going to be a very interesting game. Do I still feel confident that we're going to win this game? You best believe it. I still think we've still got too many good weapons in comparison to the Giants. The Giants will still cause a threat, but I think we are a more bigger threat. Yeah, yeah. Like what, what's funny is you, you know, you're talking about how they've improved, and they, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah not they gonna, have. I'm yeah. not going to disagree with you. Yeah, they have. They have improved. They have improved their wide receiver core. I agree with you because they got Paris Campbell to try and solidify the slot position but when you look at it it's still lacking and they got a rookie Jalen Hyatt who was a one-trick pony last year but on the flip side of that 
the Cowboys have also improved in the secondary because they've got Gilmore, Deron Bland, uh, Jordan Lewis is back, you know. Um, so when you look at it that way, yeah, there you go. My point exactly yeah, that yeah, they've Ash, improved, we've also improved in the same respect. Yeah, Ash's <laughs> comment is, is absolutely spot on. So Ash just commented, they've improved, yes, but we have gotten much better ourselves. The the pick up the pickup of this of the off season for them is obviously picking up Darren Waller. Yeah, um, that, you know yeah. he's obviously he's in the top echelon of tight ends at the moment in the league. Top, I would, yeah, top five, um, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna bite um, back on that, but carry on. Right. Okay. But it, again, it all depends on the scheme that you're in, and can is it a scheme fit that he's moved yeah. into or whatever? But you know he. he you know, he resurrected his career in Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Oakland. I think he played for all of them, to be honest. And then moved to uh, New York uh, in New York this season. So um, it'd be yeah. interesting to see how on form he is with Danny Dimes and what have you as well, because that that will be the safety blanket <laughs> in the way that Dak has always had with his tight ends. You know, there you go. Give him a chance to get that sorted. So, yeah, because I mean, he does like to check it down to his tight ends. The weird bit is, his last season he didn't, for whatever reason, do that. And when you we're, we're talking about the wide receiver core is lacking, well, what does that mean? Well, that means he's going to go to his next best option, which is Darren Waller. Now, the only thing I will say is when you go back and you check, if you just you, you could literally Google his stats right now, the last time he had like a, a, a positive season if you like was 2020 since then 2021 2022 he's injured you know he's been lacking he, he i think he's scored like two touchdowns in that time so he's hoping that this is going to be some sort of resurrection he is good because he's a technical yeah. route runner physical big body and that guy can get moving on that size he's like 260 odd pounds which is huge and um yeah, he can get going. So it makes him hard to bring down. But I think in terms of what we would need to do with the, their wide receiver court, it's kind of like, just be smart, but concentrate on shutting down Darren Waller. You shut that down, the rest should take care of itself. Yeah, because um, yeah, I, I put a stat up, I think it was yesterday, that the last time, the New York Giants tight end scored a touchdown was week eight of last year. You know you, just, you know you just jinxed that right now, don't you? <laughs> you had to say it. There was no need for that, Mike. It's now on a tweet, so it's there forever. And, and, all, and also as well, you said like he goes to his, his if he's go-to guys there, he's not there, he goes to his second. is isn't, Danny Dines is go-to second receiver, somebody else's DBs, rather yeah. than his own receivers. It, it, well, really, it's <laughs> been his legs. It's been, you know, because, like, what, when you look at Daniel Jones, and it is something he beats Dak at is with the use of his legs. Now, yeah. we know Dak can use his legs, but Daniel Jones last year, I think he was, like, second among quarterbacks in, like, rush yards and rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he certainly was top five. I think there was a couple of stats. He's either second or fourth or something, depending on what yeah. what stat you're going for. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. 
And and a lot of that was because obviously with the receiving core they had last year, um, he he wasn't finding things open. So you know, take the take the ball and run with it. So, um, and you just you just need that sniper in the stand as well to trip him up or whatever. You know that when he had his eighty yard run a couple of years back. But yeah, um, I mean. I know speaking with you yesterday, Paul, um, yeah. we spoke about um, certain linebackers. Do you think they're going to have a, very, a certain player anyway is going to have a very instrumental role in trying to stop Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones in this rushing game? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably the most I simple. I like the short answer. It's, it's a very short answer. Just a simple, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hmm. Because um, just for, for people... Paul actually thinks uh, Damone Clark is going to be, you know, we're all going to say Micah Parsons is going to be the defensive MVP for Dallas. But right behind him, Paul believes it's Damone Clark. Any take, a, a, you know, you want to go further on that? Lorne, sorry, or Tukery? Go on. Sorry, sorry, say that again, sorry. That you believed, uh, you were saying yesterday, you believed Damone Clark would be oh, defensive yeah. MVP behind Micah Parsons. I wouldn't say defensive MVP. I'm just very excited what he's going to bring to the table, having a full seat, like full off season, full camp, etc. Because we basically yeah. just saw glimpses of him coming from a major surgery to come back in and still play last year. So with him now, literally, like he like fully properly healed up, off season training, bulk up a little bit, go for training camp. He's looking really good. I'm really excited to see what he is able to bring to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. And I think I think that chemistry that they've got with Leighton and Van Der Esch as well. That you know there there was off season interviews where they were talking about last year where you know obviously he couldn't contribute in training camp, but Leighton Van Der Esch got in with him, sat him down, and said, "This is what you need to be looking at. This is how you need to approach the game." Much the way Sean Lee did with Leighton Van Der Esch as well. Yeah. So you're developing that chemistry. You're teaching them. You're you're developing their skill as well, and you're you're getting them prepped for the game so that as soon as they came in, you know. And yes, he he, he got out some of his wrinkles last year by making mistakes. Obviously, that gives him things to learn from this year, and he should be ready to go. Um, and I, I I can certainly agree with Paul's assumption that you know he will be, especially as you know. You're obviously hearing that Sam Williams is, um, unfortunately, he's suffering from turf toe as well. So that's yeah. that's going to be difficult for him. But um, I think just the whole addition of Mazzy Smith, bringing back Hankins for a whole season Hankins as well. You, you've got you've got so many opportunities for guys that you know if if they try and scheme to stop Micah, you know, and then you you've got Hankins take clogging up the lanes or whatever. You know, it's just going to give so many people an opportunity to to thrive in this defense as well. So, um, yeah, this just what you mentioned in that as well. I think that this is probably a, although there's going to be a bit of rust there. This is going to be a good test um, for that run defense to see how much money in the off season. Because yeah, he's had a lot of injuries as second backer, but the Cowboys are not going to go against. Many better running backs this year. 
It's, it's a good test to see where we are at now, and then we've got to face them again later on in the year. Let's see where they are. Uh, the, the one thing I would say is we always do seem to have Saquon's number that, you know, he hasn't actually, I think, barring his first year where he had a 60-yard run on the, about the first play from scrimmage, yeah. um, you know, we have managed to limit him. And, you know, as soon as you limit him as well, it takes it takes the offense to another level for them as well. And they're, mm. you know, they're scrambling this year. As we've already said, they, they do have a few extra weapons now that um, if if they've got their, if, if they're all synced up, then, you know, that is a concern. But um, I still think that the, the Cowboys run D certainly has Saquon Barkley's number. Yeah, you are right when you go back and watch it. And just for an update, because you mentioned Sam Williams, uh, he was upgraded to limited today. So he was in practice. Oh, good. Good. So just give me an update on that. Um, But let's talk then, because we're talking running backs. We know about Saquon Barkley. Um, He's a guy who's going to dance around in the backfield, try and find a gap, a hole, and then go for the home run. So... Obviously, you're speaking about Hankins, Lorne. I think he's going to be the star. He's very, very uh, going to have a very important role while Marzi is developing. We always yeah. talk about three years with defensive linemen. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Um, not all of them can just hit the ground running. Just That's life. That's the way it works. Um, but let's talk about other ways to try and slow him down. Because I think... Micah Parsons, he's going to be blasting into the backfield. This is kind of going to be a skew-if game for him because I think there's going to be a lot of um, where you're kind of like, oh, that was a sack. And it's not because they've escaped the pocket and they're rushing and they're running. It's more of a tackle for a loss or just a tackle at, at, yeah. you know, at the goal line. It's just that sort of game for him. But I know you mentioned LV and we mentioned Demon Clark. Anybody like in terms of the safeties who you think could have an important role? Because Donovan Wilson is still on the cusp of playing or playing. I think they're going to leave him at Dallas, wait for their first home game, which means Marquise Bell's coming into play. Yeah. Any takers furthermore on the safety position to, to stop this run game? I, I agree with you. I mean, obviously, Donovan Wilson's not played. Um, you know, he's only pr- participated in one padded practice this year, and that was the one that he went down injured at training camp. Um, as yet, he's not actually made it in, uh, he, or he's certainly not had any padded practices this week either. So I think until you get a pad, padded practice under your belt, then I don't think they're going to be playing him so yeah. um yeah it brings Marquise Bell in and Marquise Bell is obviously playing that sort of um overshone role that they were talking about as well so yeah um which which again is what Donovan Wilson was doing as well so um you know the Donovan Wilson and um Curse you can sort of inter interlock them you know one can stay as the 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 sort of box safety um, one can be the roving linebacker. Um, I think, obviously, not having Donovan Wilson, you're then talking Marquise Bell, and I think Marquise Bell's certainly shown a hell of a lot of improvement this year as well. So, yeah, um, I, th- I think I think that's where your success is going to be coming from. Yeah, go on, Paul. I know you agreed with the uh, the take on Marquise Bell. Give me yours then. 
Yeah, I mean, well, as you know, I'm not really much of a, I don't really know too much about the safety position. I'm more of a D-line guy, but yeah, yes. You get I, to that now. Yes, but I do like the idea of seeing like some uh, Mickey Spell actually getting the opportunity to really kind of show what he's made of. So I'm really looking forward to that. Like, um, you've, obviously we've got like the free safeties with like, like some Malik Hooker and stuff like that. So I'm, I think Hooker is going to be one of the guys we need to keep uh, keep our eyes on mm-hmm. as going to be that impactful player. I think. Mm, there you go. There you go. Uh, uh, yep, it's a gold. Yep, she agrees. Malik Cooker is going to be a sneak attack. I agree. Yeah, so, I mean, talking the reverse of this, let's talk about the Cowboys running backs because uh, this defensive line, it's not bad. It's okay. But the linebackers, apart from Bobby Okariki, is completely lacking. I know they got Isaiah Simmons, but believe it or not, I've gone back and checked. Isaiah Simmons, if he was on the Cowboys roster last year, he would rank second in most missed tackles on the team. Though he makes a lot of tackles, he misses a lot. And when you think about the type of running backs the Cowboys have got in terms of Tony Pollard and Deuce Vaughn, I think this plays completely into both of those type of players' hands. Um, big, you know, with the big guys as well. You think of somebody like Dexter Lawrence, big lumbering guy. He's not going to get around there quick enough to catch a guy like Deuce Vaughn as he breezes past. Give me your guys. I want your opinion on uh, the running backs and what you think they're going to do this weekend. For me, I hope they surprise us with, um, oh God, a Hunter Lupke as an actual fullback to, <laughs> to open up the A gaps because they're playing as a free front. They've only got a lefty. Dexter right. Lawrence. So Dexter Lawrence is your nose tackle. He's going to be yeah. your zero essentially, and you're going yeah, to have yeah. you're going to have Leonard Williams, and you're going to have Ashawn Robinson as heads up on the, the tackles, pretty much. Yeah. Or they might budge out to as a five tip, but it's very unlikely. It's just going to open up the gaps between the D, the B gaps even more. So, and I'm not a fan of Robinson. I've got to be honest with you. Neither am I, uh, but. But when you look at now, you look at the linebackers, like you've got Thibodeau, you've got Okiriki, you've got Micah McFadden and stuff, Asire Simmons and stuff like that. So yeah. um, I think it's very key for us to really make a stamp in that inside run because that seems yeah. to be that was, our, that was our biggest weakness is the inside run for us as an offense because didn't matter if we utilized Zeke or Tony Pollard, we were barely getting past the line of scrimmage. You may be talking about two or three yards most, but most of our success was basically outside run, pretty much. So I, I just hope with this West Coast offense, it can throw teams off a little bit more. And we're actually going to see that what we saw way back in 2016 with Zeke, where he would just run right through the middle and he takes it all the way to the house. Yeah. So I hope, I hope that is the case with Pollard or even Dowdo or even Dusfon. So I'm, I'm, I just hope that's the case. I mean, like the thing that I'm thinking is that Dusfon, when you're talking about the inside run, but we watched a lot in Oxnard, and he, you even seen it in the preseason games. He was running through the A and the B gaps, and you would think a guy that size that doesn't make sense, but completely feel it, it does. Those gaps. It does. It's, it's the the ability to make himself more skinny to get mm. through the gaps. Get through the gaps. That, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That's the key. Like 
when you've got a guy, like I'm trying to use this player in particular as a good reference point, De- Derek Henry, mm. absolute juggernaut of a running back. Like when he runs inside run, he normally bumps into someone, takes a yeah, step yeah, back, yeah, yeah. and yeah. then keeps going forward. He's not he loses like a, momentum. He, he loses momentum, but builds yeah. up because he's that strong. People can bring him down, so that's why it's really successful for him. But he can't fit through the gaps yeah. like your dildos or your Tony Pollard's, so and your Dusfons. So we have a very unique skill set when it comes to our running backs this year. Is like they have the ability to get skinny. Mm. And these yeah. tight situations, yeah. Like whereas before with Zeke, like we all love him, but the pro- the thing is Zeke as a powerhouse running back, he would just go in and just basically try and truck you down and put you put your butt on the floor, pretty much. Yeah. Running with his yeah. shoulder out first, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, uh, the, the one thing as well with Juice Fawn as well is that you know because he is so small, defensive linemen are coming up. They're, Focusing on getting off their uh, off their blocks, and then looking for the ball, and mm. you know, Juice Fawn is fast enough that he can get through. He can get two yards, uh, you know, without before the defensive linemen have actually uh, disengaged, <laughs> yeah. and he can see him. So you're always going to get yardage from him. You, you saw that you didn't. There was very rare that he actually got any negative yardage there, and mm. you know, he's a small guy, but he he's got muscle on him. He's he's very well stacked. Um, like likewise, he's got you know he's he's really well built. So I mean, he's got the strength as well if if required. Um, yeah. I think this I think this running back core though, you're not going to see a work a workhorse back. I think you're all going to see probably twenty touches from uh, Pollard. Um, you're going to see. 15 touches from Daldo, and that's not including passes, obviously, but I think, you know, everybody is going to get time to play, and it is going to be a running back by committee. If you look at the, if you look at previous years that Mike McCarthy was calling plays, um, and I think Jesse did on Hanging With The Boys the other day as well, that, you know, there is only one year that um, Mike McCarthy actually had a thousand yard running back. Um, Everybody else, it was sort of four, five hundred, six hundred yards at a time, or whatever, and it was very much a, a running back by committee. And I think that's what you're going to you're going to find with us as well. Yeah, I think you're looking at Tony Pollard is taking fifty percent of the snaps, and then it's down to Dowdle Vaughan. You know, it'll be situational. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I, situational definitely for I think for Vaughan. Um, I think he's going to be that that scat. You can't even call him a scat back because he's not. But he's almost kind of like a change of pace back in terms of that he's just a different size. So that's your change of pace as your pace is the size. And that's where it will just explode off. Now, bear in mind, the Giants last year uh, finished, I believe... 27th in run defense in run rushing yards allowed. Um, yeah, that's that's what uh, our, our good friend and big shout out to El Shungo who uh, was helping. I, yeah. I, I believe it was yourself, sir, that was actually helped repost our Twitter space um, back on Twitter. So thank you for that. Um, but yeah, he just made a point there. Let me bring his comment back up. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Average six yards from TP. 
No, 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 no. This one here. Um, the, the run defense was next to last to make contact behind or the line of scrimmage. So yeah. they do have struggles of actually getting past offensive linemen to get yeah. into the backfield. So, um, so that that's a very interesting start. Whether they have improved, who knows? I mean, you can't say that they had done much to improve it. It's, they I haven't hope... added to it. What they, I think what they're hoping for is a guy like Kayvon Thibodeau and Ozizo Ojolari have improved, that they, they've yeah. gotten a little better in the offseason. You'd like yeah. to think Thibodeau would have because he's such a bad degree, but like, Ojolari, I'm not sure on and uh, Lauren, feel free to uh, make your comment on this. <coughs> See for me, because I've played in both a three-four and a four-three defensive front. I yep. think it's harder for a defensive lineman to actually get into the right into the backfield than you are as a four than being in a forefront because you're that like half a shade off your step. Yeah. And yeah. Whereas. The, the more threat it's actually going to be coming more from the linebacker blitz. You don't know what linebacker is going to come to make mm. that blitz, blitzing gap. That's where the threat's coming from. So, whether it's going to be Tribado or whoever, or Ojolali or whoever, but that's the thing, that's the key thing that needs to be always. If you're running that type of scheme, the 3 4, you're always expecting one of the linebackers to come down. Yeah. Yeah, I completely, completely agree. I mean, three, four, you're always, the, the three front men are basically expecting double team blocks off everybody on run plays. So you've got guard, guard center combo, you've got a tackle and tight end combo, and you've got the yeah. other guard, you've got the other guard and tackle combo as well. Um, and obviously one of those is ready to peel off and take, take the linebacker or the, go to the next level as well. But, um, uh, the the 3-4 is always normally, it it tends to give up more rush yards than anything, unless you've got guys like Vince Wolfark in to, to play that nose tackle sort of, um, and actually reset the line three yards back or whatever. Um, ge- generally, it doesn't, it gives up the rushing yards on the inside. It doesn't, it, it allows linebackers to float the ball on the outside runs. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I'm just gonna bring Ash's uh, comment up. He's asking yeah. a question here, and I, yeah, I, 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 I was waiting that, for a gap to bring it up. Yeah, so it's, bring it up it's, it's relatable to what we're talking about here. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So thanks again for everyone bringing in the comments. Comments are on, are great so far. So Yuki's are on fire. Yeah. So yep. do you all think Lucky will be the red zone back? I would. Like I, again, I think it's going to be situational based. See if it's, it's like, what it is. Yeah. See if it's going to be like fudding inches or something like that. Get Luke in there. Get him to run, run the ball and ram it down like that. Yeah, you see? Yep. yeah. Did you say Dowdle or Lipke? Lipke. See, if it's third and inches, I'm giving it to Dowdle. It really depends, though, mate. I think it depends how we're going to utilize. Like, because we brought. Would you not give it to Bob? Sorry, Jamie. Would you not give it? Would you not give it to Vaughn? Not for for the inches, no, no, no chance. Just, just, just some of the on one of the Cowboys podcasts they were saying the other day that I know what you're saying that they create yeah, that offset look. It doesn't look it's, right. It's, it's, it's very elusive. But if you watch him in if you watch him in college, he'd run over people, and because of his size, the, the linemen are going to struggle to 
to see him compared to a, a Pollard or a Dowdle. But the the problem is, if you're running like a really really short yardage, like inches, that you're expecting a QB sneak, you're running inside run to gain that extra yard. So yeah, yeah clogging the middle. For, for for the defense, they're going to stack down as pretty, pretty mm. much all blitz. So that's one thing that like a a Pollard and Vaughn might struggle against is the onslaught coming from all of that defense coming down right right down the right down the pipe. So that's just why yeah. likes a Dodo and likes a Lucky would be more your better option. Yeah, and you know when you when you think as well with Deuce Vaughn, he's very oily, very very uh, fluid, and like you say, Jamie, very elusive. But he is easy to tackle. Like you've seen that already. Like an arm tackle will bring him down. I think also you you know you you've seen in the past couple of years as well where. On third and short, fourth and short, you have seen Dak going going with a QB sneak or whatever. The NFL obviously didn't outlaw the what the the Eagles have been doing with Jalen Hurts and yeah, running yeah. it up. I mm-hmm. think you're going to see some of that this year as well. I think you're going to see that out of Dak this year as well. Um, you know, by all means, you'll line it up. But I mean, I think I think each and every back that we have. Has the capability of doing doing something, you know, not play after play after play. But you know, if if you line one up, you know, Daldo should be able to run it through. Lupke can do it. Lupke can be the the full the the fullback as well and lead it open for Pollard or whatever. And then you got Juice Vaughn as well. So um, mm. I th- it just. The, the closer you get to the goal line and you get the five or six defensive tackles in, that's when it becomes difficult. But yeah, um, yeah. It, the box gets smaller. Uh-huh. The, 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 the way the NFL is this year or in recent years is that, you know, even third and one, you're probably still going to see some teams go and try and pass for it as well. Yeah, so sure. um, you can't, you know, unless it's really short yardage goal line, that sort of thing, you're. You're not um, you're not seeing anything, uh, you know, where they're where they're actually selling out completely for the run. Yeah, yeah. Um, so going in line with that, we've got to talk about the dodgy subject now. Um, so unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, it's which way you want to do. Paul will enjoy this. Let's talk about the Cowboys O line then. Um, <laughs> so Tyron Smith, as we know, has had uh, an issue today. I believe it, it came through very appropriate. Um, that it was, I believe, hamstring or calf, one of the two. But they, we've been told it's minor. That's already come through. They said oh, it's minor, and I'm like, that's fine. Just tell him when he's around the pool rehabbing, he's got to walk, not run. Um, so that's big news. Tyler Smith is more uh, of an unknown. And until we see tomorrow's practice report, which is when they're doing the walkthrough, is when we're really going to know. So Tyler Smith is the big question mark. Um, And I think of the two, I think Tyler Smith is a bigger worry than it is Tyron Smith. Although Tyron Smith is still very important and really good at his job. I think if you lose Tyron Smith, you could jiggle things a little bit easier than you can with Tyler Smith. Um, so this is going to be a big concern. Let's talk about the O-line, though, guys, and what they're facing in terms of the pass rush 
and the the the, the three front at the front um, for the Giants' defense. Um, I mean, how are we looking at this offensive line? For me, I think the five the, the starters are good. It's depth that's the issue. Yeah. And and I think you know uh, as we were discussing yesterday on the, on the private chat, you know Richard had said, you know why haven't we gone and signed a Jason Peters or whatever? I think you've seen enough from some of these guys on depth. I seen Richards, um, TJ Bass, that you reckon that if you've got the remaining four members of the offensive line there, you can plug and play. Pretty much the same way that you have with Connor Williams, uh, Connor McGovern, the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and you, yes, you'll you'll have teething issues, but you should be able to still play with them and and be effective if you've got those remaining four guys as well. Um, it, it where it fails is if you're losing two or three players, and you know we're already potentially talking about that. There hasn't been any true disclosure on. How bad the the injury is to Tyler Smith, but you know obviously he had an MRI. MRIs can be, you know, can be quite scary in themselves. And the, as soon as you're talking about that, you're maybe talking a couple of weeks out um, at least. Um, but we need to see how he practices the next couple of days. But um, it it is concerning as far as that's concerned. But um, I, again, you're, you're basically playing power on power at the moment. As we're saying, a three-four defense. You're you're looking at um, you know guys that are basically designed to actually just take on those blocks and create create lanes for the linebackers to come through to blitz. Mm. And we know that we know that uh, uh, Martindale likes to blitz as well. I mean, I think it was something like fifty-one percent last year that he blitzed. Um, so that that's where you've got to be concerned about, and you've also got to bear in mind that this year you don't have Zeke in the backfield to to, to yeah, assist you know. with the pass blocking as well. So, um, but but on the other hand, we're we're with this West Coast or Texas Coast offense, it should be three step drop and and the ball's already out. So um, it's very much a timing precision offense. So. Um, yeah. As long as Dak and his receivers are are on form, then that should be all right. Go on, then, Paul. Give it to me then. Your take on the Cowboys' offensive line? How they're going to hold up in this game as well, more specifically? Um, obviously, I still think if Tyler Smith is actually going to be out the game, then obviously the weekend side of the left guard position is going to be in question, but I do have in confidence if it is going to be TJ Bass, it's going to be in that slot. Um, I'm not I'm not I'm not worried. I just ha- I'm not concerned as of right now. I, I would be concerned if, we, if during the game we lose offensive linemen. That's the thing I would be concerned about. I think at the stage where we are right now, it's like we're, we're still have a we still have a unit, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing see, there's no serious injuries. It's just matter we niggles there and there. Smith is going to come back. Tyron's going to come back. It's just um, yeah. I'm just not particularly worried. Like, and I think the 
the more concern, I would say the only concern is is Zach Martin up to speed as well, because obviously he had the holdout, etc. Yeah. No one's really, no one's really talked about that. Like we all, we all know how good Zach Martin is, but with him having the X amount of time away from training camp, etc., under the scheme, like he's had to play a lot of catch up to do in the space of the couple of last couple of weeks. So. What stage is Zach Martin at? Is he ready, ready to go type of thing? So hmm. I think that's the only concerns I, I do have. But other than that, I've, I think with how complimentary, how this West Coast offense is meant to be, it's going to take less pressure off the offensive line to hold up these players. So I think that as well is going to be a blessing in disguise as well. And not many people talking about that as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm on the fence with... The TJ Bass, Awesome Richards thing, because it, it could really go one of two ways. Like I think Awesome Richards is good. I think he's the better guy now, but I think Bass has the highest ceiling as he progresses. He just needs more yeah. time playing. I think Bass right now will be definitely more better utilized for the run game rather than pass protection. That's, Agree. That's my thing. So if if we're expecting that to throw the ball a lot, then. It's going to be a tough day for TJ Bass. Mm. Whether if you were to put Richards in there, who has had reps at left guard as well, then yeah. he's more he's more equipped to that. So um, it's we just it just really depends what how Mike McCarthy and the rest of the coaching staff what they prefer to do and that and on game day. So we just need to need to wait and see and find out. Yeah, yeah. Jamie, come on then. Talk about the much talked about Cowboys offensive line. I kind of agree with Paul saying that I don't, I'm not overly concerned. This is probably the time of the year. That, not that you want to have injuries, but this is kind of the time of the year if you're going to get them, you'd have them. Now, if this was say, week 15 against the Bills, then yeah, the season could be on the line. Then with, with that Bills team, you want the best offensive, best offensive line when the season's on the line. Out on the field, but then you flip on that. If this if this was week fifteen, Tyler Smith would be out on the field, even if he's got a bit of a niggling injury. So I think it's kind of the lesser of two evils in it in a, in a way. You can probably afford to have him sit out and then give him an extra week just to get over it, like you say, and put someone like TJ Bass in there. It's, it's obviously no disrespect to me. He's not he's not as a good a player as Tyler Smith, but he'll do a job. Um, so it doesn't concern me too much at the minute. But we're going to end up talking. I think we're going to pretty much end up talking about the Cowboys all line every single week out there. So it's going to come up, and no disrespect to him, we all love him, but the other T Smith on that line, it's like when it's kind of. You for putting the title, when is he going to go down? Because when was the last time he gave us 17 games? And 16, 17, depending on how, how will you look at the um, regular season. So, yeah. my, out of it all, I'm more concerned with Tyler Smith because it, well, it's this game that puts him out for three, four, five weeks. Just, just on, based on past history. Yeah, uh, but let, let's flip it over to the other side. Continue talking about 
lines, and let's talk about the Cowboys' defensive line, because we're talking about the Cowboys' offensive line having struggles. The Giants' offensive line is really, when you think about it, it's got one very good left tackle. There's no denying that. The rest of it, especially inside, is a struggle. Like John Michael Smith. Well, John Michael Smith is a guy that we were looking to draft at one point. Yeah, yeah, but he's still a rookie. This is still his first game. Do you know what I mean? Um, Don't forget forget Evan Neal on the other side on the right tackle. Evan Neal, yeah. Yeah. The only issue I have with Neal is that he's playing out of position. And you've seen that last year. You can see he's still trying to figure it out. How far he's come along... Being on the right, we don't know. That's wait and see. But the inside of that offensive line still needs work. And this defensive line, when we talk about a team that was making a lot of sacks and a lot of pressures last year, and Micah Parsons, he's going to be out there. Let's talk about it. Go for it, Paul. Well, I'm not going to talk about Parsons, but I think we were missing two key things here. Mm -hmm. is the fact that we've actually brought one tech defensive lineman playing the position yeah. at the start yeah. of the season where we didn't have that really like we brought Jonathan Hankins in later on last year and he made an yeah, instant yeah. impact. Yes. Now we've got Mazzy Smith and Hankins in there. So with that being said, Schmitz and a uh, Bredson and Bronowski are gonna have a tough day. And don't forget also Digizua as well who is really looking to step up and obviously like we kind of we spoke about this yesterday Mike uh, but obviously about Neville Gallimore who we thought is a big it's going to be a big year for him because a lot of people saying like is maybe not as deserving to be on the roster compared to like other players and stuff like that I can understand it and I'm a big Gallimore fan I would love nothing more to see Gallimore to actually what's my favourite saying make us eat humble pie so but I think we're in a much better state having that defensive line front compared to last year. Yeah. 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 Especially stopping the inside run. Yeah, yeah. A, a, a full off season of Jonathan Hankins and Mazzy Smith now as well. Mazzy Smith will be developing. He'll be part of the rotation, but you know, you're only at this point in time. And I know a lot of people, there's been a lot of criticism at the moment that, you know, People are saying he's another he's another tackle Charlton, but we drafted him to do one thing, and people are getting down on him because obviously the draft show and everything. People were saying, well, he ha- he probably has some pass rush moves, but it's a change of scheme. It, it's something he needs to get used to, and he needs to get used to playing in the NFL as well, and the the speed that comes with that as well. Give him a year, give him two years and see him develop. By the end of the season, he's probably going to be chewing people out anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, this year, and as you say there with Gallimore as well, he took a pay cut yesterday um, as right. well. Yeah. Yeah. But there's potential he's got um, performance incentives to get as well, yeah. to get him back yes, up to that right. figure yeah. as well. Uh, it's basically, um, if, you, if you play well, you'll get the rest of your money, essentially. Yeah, um, yeah, but but uh, but sorry, mate. But just to kind of go back to your original <laughs> question about, about Parsons, there, him pretty much going up against Evan Neal. We saw what happened last year. <laughs> Evan Neal got absolutely schooled last yeah. year. But Not, that's what I mean. Playing out of position, he is. Yeah, but carry on, yeah. carry on. But but with this year, like 
we saw what Parsons has been doing in training camp. He threw Tyron Smith like a sack of potatoes at one point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And Tyron's not an easy guy to move about. For Parsons now going on to the the, uh, the left left defensive end run over against the right tackle against like Sir Evan Neal. I just hope I hope for Giants fans' sake, Evan Neal has actually put some weight on and actually kept his feet yeah. on the ground. <laughs> yeah. um, but, that's all I'm gonna say in that matter. He's a crazy one to think about that I was thinking about last night is we've actually got a guy who's completely specialized in taking this offensive line apart. And that is Dante Fowler. When you think the way yeah. he can rush from the two-point stance inside, that he just comes inside and he can make those cuts, man, it's going to pick that inside offensive line apart. Big day coming up for him, I think. Um, but I don't, I'm Sorry, Elizabeth, but I don't feel bad for Daniel Jones. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's playing for the Giants. He made, he made his deal with them. He wants to play for the Giants, so he get he's getting what's coming to him. So as Tank calls him, baby Eli. Yeah, it, it literally is. <laughs> but um, let's go quickly because so we can move to the fantasy part of it. Um, uh, <laughs> I so uh, oh, I, I need my pen. I need my pen. To uh, you, uh, you need to know. <laughs> oh, I've got a pen for you, by the way, Paul. I was going to mention this tomorrow. Oh. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> amazing! I got a feeling. Uh, uh, but I, but don't worry, folks. Uh, we will explain what to do for the fantasy lounge. So, um, but but go on, Mike. What's you going to say? Uh, let's talk about the safety, uh, safety, the defensive back position for this Cowboys uh, group. Because I mean, they got uh, Trayvon Diggs, and we're going to see uh, Stefan Gilmore get his first game as a cowboy they're not really up against they're against fast wide receivers but they're not they're not really against ones that are going to stress you especially when you think the likes of the the two cornerbacks that we've got um do we think we are coming away with a couple of interceptions this week i i think that's definitely possible i mean We've led the league in takeaways the last two years. Correct. And, you know, potentially, again, if we can get them into lots of passing situations, which having Hankins there, having Mazzy Smith there as well to to stop the run should get you into third and long situations Mm -hmm. as well. That should then benefit our defensive backs as well. And, you know, if nothing else, if the defensive backs do their job and cover you know, that's going to create sack opportunities for our defensive linemen and mm-hmm. vice versa. If the defensive linemen are swarming around, Danny Dimes is going to be throwing that ball as quickly as he can, not really look, not even having a chance to look at who he's throwing to as well. So it should open it up for our secondary as well. So um, yeah. I think I think our secondary is going to feast this year as well. Just now that you mentioned about less of Danny Dimes, I think um, the, the only thing I'm concerned about about Daniel Jones, if anything at all, is his ability to actually escape the pocket and run up yeah. field. He's, he's done that. He's, he's he, I will, I will give him credit for that. Yeah. 
like he it can be hard to sack when he's actually getting forced out the pocket or having to force outside like yeah. run up field. He is really difficult. And we saw that throughout last season how he's managed to run up and like what was like 30 yard rushes and stuff like that. And yeah, you know, like like he was actually outscoring Saquon in terms of rushing yards and stuff like that, and, and multiple, multiple games. So, um, but I think that for our defense, not just uh, for safeties, they need to be aware of that as well. But that that's a possibility if uh, if our defensive linemen put the pressure on and there's a gap, then they need to abandon it. Uh, who is the market and move down and actually stop Jones from moving up field? Yeah, definitely. Um... But yeah, I mean, apart from that, should we get on to this and do? And everybody at home, make sure you give us your answer. Let's do this then. Oh yeah, the final score predictions. Final yes. score predictions for yes, this folks. weekend. Yes, make folks. Make sure to comment. In. Go on, sorry, Paul. Yeah, I was just going to say yes, folks. For everyone in the comments, give us your score predictions. We will bring them up on screen and. Mm. And what and we'll give ours as well. Then we'll move directly on to the fantasy lounge, and we'll explain yeah. what what's going to happen with that. So while you all get a chance to think, I've got mine because I've already submitted it on something already. Um, my score prediction was thirty-one uh, seventeen to the Cowboys. Ah, oh, I'm not actually that far off from you then. I'm not, I'm not that far off as well. I've I've got um, Dallas thirty-three. Uh, Giants uh, 14. We've got two. Mark Anthony 293s went for 3117 as well. Nice. Good choice. Uh, El Shungo 2313. Sorry, sorry, what did you say yours was? 3314. Actually, I'll make it 3314. Uh, for Joe, Cowboys 28, Giants 21 from Ashish. Uh, Ashish. I, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your your name wrong, dude. I, I do apologize. We'll just say AK. AK. <laughs> no, well, as long as you don't add, add the two numbers beside it. That's fine. That's fine. Um, your score uh, prediction then, Mr. Paulius Maximus Meridius. So I'm also going 31 Cowboys, but I am going 20 Giants. 20. Okay. I can I can see that. I can go with that. Go on then, Godfather. I, I, I Godfather's disappeared. <laughs> I think we're going to get um, it's going to be that early season kind of jitters. Stuff. I'm going to go. I'm going to go seventeen fourteen to the Cowboys. Oh, a very tight one. Oh. So, so what you're saying is Brandon, Brandon Aubrey. Aubrey is going to win the game for the Cowboys. Is that what you're saying? Another 59-yarder from... Let's go. As time expires, yeah. That would, that would put in a lot of confidence into Brandon Aubrey's all especially, of a sudden. Especially at MetLife. Especially at MetLife yeah. The wind, like, if That's it is any, it can be wild. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, right. you, you've, got, you've got to remember that Brett Maher missed last year a 59 yarder or something like that at MetLife as well. That was one of the, the, the right. few that he missed in the regular that's, season. Yeah, uh, that was like before the game, they were doing test runs, so and that's why they opted not to kick it. But uh, I think it was like beyond 50 yards, 
So anything beyond it, they just decide to punt it, which I totally yep. understand because if because uh, the the wind was just causing mayhem for Maher back at the time, it was like there's no point. Why why waste the opportunity and give give them more better field advantage? Just punt the ball back. Yeah. All right. So here we are, guys. We're into the looking glass for the final section. Every week, join us. If you're watching this after the show's gone live, comment with your answers with each player. It's a very simple game we play here. Um, the guys are on the leaderboard for a championship. We will try and do something for people later on in the year uh, once we've been to Dallas to do some giveaways um, that we can do on this particular segment. So keep an eye out for that. Um, so it's very simple. It's a game of over and under. I give you the score. You tell me if the player is going to score more fantasy points uh, than predicted by NFL.com or less. And you can push. And a push... What was push? Was it a point or two points plus or minus? It, it was a point... A- Point or more, or a point or less. Yeah, yeah. It was, so, yeah. Say, so no. say, for example, so you get a three point um, allowance there. Yeah. So, say, for example, that Prescott is projected to score 15 points. So, you can say split yeah, or yeah. Split, split or split push, push, and that allow you to be within 16 and 14 points within that margin. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's it. Yep. So, so that, and, and if anything beyond that is either higher or lower. So when Mike reads it, the the player and the score, get your comments in. Do you think it's going to be higher, lower, or push? Or push. That's it. So uh yes, this uh, and I believe Brian is in on this. So um yeah, Brian's yeah, Brian's yeah, Brian's in the comments. He'll get yeah, we'll get Brian, yeah, get yep. Brian's get Brian's in. Yep. As long as he stays in, so I'll put him down on there. Right, okay then, guys. Dak Prescott this weekend is projected to score nineteen point nine fantasy points, more or less, or push. And we'll go around starting with Lawn. Um, I. I have all the faith in Dak coming out strong after after the, the the offensive coordinator's spot that he did a couple of weeks ago. I think he's he's more prepared for this season, and I think Mike McCarthy's offense as well will will help him as well. So I'm going higher. All right. So Brian's went less. Yeah. Yes. So I'm marking him in. He's there, so he's in. He's in on this. But hit me with it, then, Mister Paul. Push. Oh, Jamie, Godfather, hit me with it. I'm going to go less, just because of my scoreline that I'm in for. <laughs> uh, Labarski's also went for push as well. All right, I like it. And make sure to remind us, guys, um, it, it, how many you get right, because it's always good fun. Um, I can't obviously mark everybody that I would be until next yeah. week otherwise uh, doing the scores. All right, then. Let's go on to the next one. Uh, Tony Pollard, running back for the Dallas Cowboys, 17 fantasy points this weekend. So, on so essentially... Offensive that's a, line. So that's essentially 100 yards, 110 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Or, two, or two touchdowns and... What, 30, 30 yards? No, 50 yeah. yards. 50 yards. Yeah. yeah. So. Godfather's it, back. And he's back. I'm going to say less. 
I'm I'm going to say less as well. I think just from the the nature of this offense, I think he's going to get his touches, but um, you unless he breaks unless he really breaks one, um, yeah, less. Okay, Jamie, push. Ooh. And Brian, who's over there? He's saying much less. So I'm going to assume... But, it, but then he's countered with 50 yards and two TDs, which would mean... And, that... and that would mean push. Yeah. No, I think, I think, I think he was... I think, I think with that, he was explaining what, what that would be called. Right. So. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So, yeah. Right, then. so, C.D. Lamb. Now, bear in mind, their cornerbacks... Um, they'll have a Dory Jackson over C.D. Lamb, but the other side is going to struggle big time. Uh, CD Lamb, 19.1 fantasy points. That's a 100-yard game with a touchdown. Right, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm, let me go. I'm going to say, this is why I'm going to say it. I'm going to say less, right? But if you were going to give me a Brandon Cruz score, I was going to give that a higher score. Definitely. I'm with you there. Yeah. Right. Uh, He's a big shoe in. He's a Because uh, it, it's the West Coast offense. It's supposed to be distributing it out to who's ever available out there, so not all the touches are going to go to C.D. Lamb. Let's just remember that. And Brandon yeah. Cooks is against rookie cornerback Deontay. Exactly. Yeah. And then throw in the fact that Michael Gallup's up back to full strength as well. If you go to three wide receiver sets, you've, you know, that's got an absolute arsenal there. So, um, yeah, I'll... I'll go less on that. I, I, again, I'd say Cooks is, is going to get you the higher marks. Yeah, yeah, so I think if you were to, if CD Lamb was what, 15 points, I would say, yeah, push. What are you saying, Lone? You're I'm saying, saying, I'm saying lower. Lower. Go what, what, what was the score? Sorry, what was the score again? 19. Uh, 19 point. Yeah, uh, 19 just, uh, yeah, lower. Godfather. Yeah, I think lower. I think we're going to see the ball spread out quite a bit. I think, I think you can probably say, fair to say, you can probably see senior Lamb get about seventy yards this week. Um, I think the tight ends are going to get quite a few touches as well. Um, and I, I'm going to go with what, what the boys said. I, I think you're going to look at one of the other wide receivers to get in the touchdown. So you're probably looking at Brandon Cooks one. That's going to bring me scar down this week. Yeah. All right. Here's a, here's a bit of a weird one. Uh, Jake Ferguson, 3.4 fantasy points. I mean, they're basically saying one catch is all he's going to get. Give me I, uh, Honestly, if we're in, like, I'm going to say it. If we're in within the red zone, like, like within like 15 yards, Ferguson's going to be a top target. In yeah. that scenario, so yeah. and one touchdown, six points. So he's already beaten that. So and three point like thirty four yards. But bear in mind, it's a point per reception. So they're saying one catch for twenty yards. So one catch, yeah. one first down, sort of thing. Oh, we're doing PPR as well. Yes. Oh, okay. That changes everything. It's always been PPR. I didn't Is realize it that. <laughs> I wasn't doing PPR this whole time. Yeah, I still won. 
<laughs> that is just one big rub in. I, I, I mean, I think the the fact that Dak has always had the tight end as his safety net anyway, um, and you know, obviously this year he's had a chance to get that chemistry down with Ferguson as well, and you saw them hooking up nicely in training camp as well. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it's it's definitely higher. Yeah. All right. Cowboys defense. This is going to be a nice, easy one. Six point eight. Higher. I think. I think they're going to feast. They're going to feast. There's going to be sacks. Sacks are plenty. A couple of turnovers. I'm calling it pick six. Pick six. Wait, so where's that coming from? Don't care. Oh, okay. I don't care. <laughs> I can just see. I I can see there's going to be a pick six, or there's going to be a fumble recovery, taking it back down to the house. That's how I I I can see it happening. The moon clock. Like I've literally got my mystic ball here, like literally, <laughs> and when it's going to, and it's either going to be a fumble recovery or pick six. There, there you go. go. Diggs is going. Brian says Diggs has the pick six. Thank you, Brian, for like. Being a bit more, um, I don't know what the word is I'm going to use there, but he's, he's, <laughs> he's saying Jeffy. So there we go. <laughs> Jamie, give me uh, your, your prediction on the defense. I'm going to go back one because you never took my prediction for Jake Ferguson. Oh, did I not? I've got you no, written down. Jake Ferguson and the defense, please, Mr. Godfather. Jake Ferguson's going to get more points. And, and seeing as it's the first show of the, of the year, well, let's go on a we're going, to go, we're going to go big. Jake Ferguson is going to establish himself as tight end one for the Cowboys this season. Um, and he's going to show it from this week. And then the Cowboys, what were the Cowboys' defence? Uh, 6.8, I believe. Oh, I yeah, they're going to get nearly double that. <laughs> can, we so we're in Le- consensus can, can we bring LaBosse's comment back up, actually? Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. what you have to remember is it's defense special teams, and you have to still count for Turpin. Yeah. So are we still? So I would assume, based on that comment from Labasca, we're still riding the Turpin TD train. I assume that's relating to uh, kickoff return and punt return. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it doesn't really count with fantasy lounge, but it counts towards. It, def- it, does it count to defense? Yeah, it's defense special teams. But then it also it also counts to his return yards as or it counts to him as a wide receiver as well. It's rushing wide receiver yeah. and return yards there as well. So right. you're almost getting a double count on it. So oh yeah, if that's the case, then then potentially then defense might be cooking with gas pretty much. <laughs> so I'm going for Turpin. So but uh, everyone's but, but talking. I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think Turpin will get a touchdown in this game, no. I don't think so. No? No. I don't like think a good 60-yard so. sort of punt return job. I, th- I think you. I think it's best, like, it's the first game of the season. Well, then again, a lot of mistakes could happen. Who knows? I, I, you know what? I'm not going to make the comment. I don't know. I really don't know. Mm. All right. Well, let's get on to the other side then, and then we can... Uh... Start clearing it up over here. So onto the giant side, Daniel Jones, guys. 19.3 fantasy points. So he's projected 
a little bit less, but not by far for what Dax projected at. Okay. Believe it or not, I'm, I'm going to say higher. On rushing yards? Mm-hmm. All right. Purely I'm going yeah. to I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna push on that, I think. Just again purely from Paul's point of view, it's the the rushing yards, if nothing else. Yeah, Godfather. And uh, sorry, and just to add on top of that as well, don't forget he has got a uh, high he's got wall, he's got new weapons available for him, so there could be more of a threat there from his passing, so Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's move to the next one. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Jamie. Oh, wait, wait, Jamie. Jamie. Yeah, I'm going to Jamie. I must have wound my cups. He keeps skipping me, doesn't he? I think that I did thank you, but somebody interrupted. We're going to have a we're going to have an off air fight, me and you boy. I think it's going to be less. I think he's going to throw. He's going to lose points because he's going to throw at least two. There you go. That's what I was thinking. So if we're saying he's going to throw Ooh. a pick six, that point is going to come down. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. You know what? Yeah, put mine back to lower, actually. All right. Yeah, put me back down to lower. After after me visualizing. Then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If it's based on what I just said, then yeah, lower. Okay, Brian's saying lower by the looks of it. He's saying not a hope. Um, okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> Saquon Barkley. This is a quite an interesting one. 16 fantasy points. That's a 100-yard game and a touchdown. Now, I'll go lower on that one as well. I think, as I, as I said earlier, we've had his number. You know, yeah, he got, he got a touchdown last year, but that was that – was, Garbage time last year, so it was, yeah, mm. yeah. I, I'm going lower if if say points, oh. points were 13 points, then I would actually kind of tend to agree with that and say push, but okay. I'm saying I'm saying lower, lower and lower, and then Jamie, yeah, I'm gonna go with the boss. I'm gonna go lower. I think he gets that touchdown this week. Um, well, well, sorry, say better, he's gonna get one of their touchdowns, um, but I. I I think, like you say, it's probably going to come, I won't say garbage time because of the, of the scoreline I went for, but I think it's going to come late in the game when it's essentially killed off. All right. Nice, easy one. Um, so, okay. The, the highest scoring wide receiver for the Giants was Isaiah Hodgins at 10.5. And bear in mind, this is PPR. So we're talking like, they're saying he's going to get three catches, four catches, and a sixty-yard game. Yeah. You could you could be roughly around about right, and it probably pushes a safe one just for the fact that their yeah. office is going to be a little bit like the Cowboys. In it. They've, they've got some, they've, they've not got the most explosive wide receivers, but it's like it's wide receiver by committing it. So that's yeah. when you, you're going to you can take the eye off the game a little bit just because. You don't know really, essentially, like where is the cowboy? The ball, you would think at least ninety sixty percent of the time is going to be. I'm so, just going to, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to say push on that one because I don't know, I really don't. 
I, I, I'm going to go push as well. I think it's low enough that, you know, it's obviously suggesting he's not going to have a breakout game. But, um, you know, if it, if it's PPR, you're talking four catches, 60 yards or so, and that covers you. Um, yeah, go with, go with push on that one, I think. All right, here's a more interesting one, right, guys? Darren Waller, 10.9 fantasy points. So we're talking a 40-yard game and a touchdown from him. And depends how many touches. Oh, sorry, how many receptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touches work. I'm, I'm with you on that, mate. Um, I think you go higher. Just, but yeah. not by much, I think you go higher. Just slightly higher. Like if it was, I would say like the 13-point mark is actually probably the, the sweet spot, I think. Oh, he's an interesting one. Brian is going with <laughs> the fact he's going to get injured. <laughs> All right. I mean, he does have an injury. He does have an injury history. That is true. Brian straight in with the actual kill shot there. My goodness. Going for a kill shot. That is for sure. I wonder what, um, wonder what Brian's been drinking tonight, actually. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. He's I wonder, in it. I wonder what Brian's having. Wine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have one of those. Um, what did you say, Lon? I didn't get your score. I'm I'm going to go slightly higher. I think I think he is. You know, he is going to be the target for Danny Dimes. So, Valapolicia <laughs> Classic. He's Ooh. in Italy. He, he's currently over in Italy, and I did not realise that. I was trying to phone him the other day. Um, <laughs> all right. I, I, in fact, hold on a minute, Joe. Brian's in Italy right now. Oh. Yeah, no, we 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 discussed it last week because uh, oh. Brian and I did the show, and uh, Joe's in Sicily and Brian's in the north of Italy. So, oh, um, I get you. I get you yeah, you, I get you. yeah. Uh, if you know Rosso. All right, then, Cow uh, Giants defense six point four fantasy points. Well, on the back on the back of I've got a thirty point game for the Cowboys. I think that's uh, lower. Mm. Okay, I think he's just about right. So you're gonna push? Yeah, just like I say, I just and I don't that much scoring many points. Um, if this were maybe six or seven weeks into the season, I'd be like the Cowboys are gonna have to play all over. But I think the Giants get away with it just with how early in the season. Okay. Lornio? I've, I've, I've said Minus points from Brian on the defense. <laughs> Pat emerging on the defensive, uh, on the giant side with Brian. Um, Paul? I reckon it's going to be about four points for the Giants defense. Less or perk? What was the score again? Five points. Six points. Oh, it has to be lower then. Lower, okay. There we go. You're locked in for week one, guys. That is it. <laughs> Happy days. Yes. So that is the first episode of season five and the first pregame show. Um, loads more to come. Loads of football to get through. So uh, it's going to be all fun and games from here on out. Uh, okay. Yeah, hit me with it. Oh. Yes, guys. If you are planning going to a Dallas Cowboys game this season, 
Be sure to go and check out CowboysExperience.com for game tickets, stadium tours, meet and greets, and much, much more. And be sure to use our promo code UKCowboys because you shall receive free stuff. That's right. Jamie, go on. You get this one. So long gets the night off tonight. Is it fixed? Yes. Um, I'm just, it's not flicked on my screen. Which one are we on? Travel parking. Right. So, yeah. Um, we've just done travel package, haven't we? No, we just did the sponsor. No, oh, the thanks. Oh, the thanks. Oh, you're, you're ruining the end of the show. Long, long, don't have enough. Take over. I'll just. Yeah, right. Okay. As, as you know, we're we're having a big tour this Thanksgiving. We're all coming across and descending for the the Washington Commanders game. Um, get in touch with our socials. Get in touch with Barry at Cowboys Experience. Get yourself <laughs> still plenty of time to book as well. Lots of things planned. Trip with a star. Um, meet and greets with players. Uh, I think we're probably doing a podcast there as well, oh, yeah. and then um, you know we've got uh, a few special events as well after the game as well. That's right. So uh, there we have it. That is uh, the first show. We will be back on Tuesday for the post game show. Uh, Graham's going to be hosting that one because, as you already found out, Brian is drinking red wine in Italy. Um, so. You'll be you'll be happy to know about that that Graham's hosting on Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yes, so as always, enjoy the game. We will be live on our Twitter and on our game day chat on social media. So make sure to join us there. Um, but apart from that, stay safe on the weekend. Go Cowboys! And these guys are going to end it off for us. As usual, Dallas forever, Philly for never. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have a great weekend, guys. Football's back. Kick off in about three hours' time. Um, enjoy it. Stay safe. Get some sleep. The first late game of the Cowboy season here. So enjoy. We'll see you on the three. <laughs>